Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Episode 47 of a little thing we call the Pinball Show. We're your host, Zach Minnie, alongside Dennis Creasel. How are you this week, Dennis? I'm fine, but you should probably just have Bruce back on. I've only seen positivity regarding the Bruce appearance. People really like the Nightingale. They do. That's why they can always go and check him out over with the Slam Tilt podcast. It's so funny... Bruce is like, if he was a candy, he'd be like a cherry sour. He can be the sweetest, kindest, most real person. And then just like that, he goes on a rant and you're like, whoa. And you're pulling the reins back. Hold on. Bruce is coming. Oh, you didn't expect that Hobbit rant? Well, I believe me, I knew that was coming. But no, some of his takes, I was like, wow, that came out of left field. My favorite part was where you told everyone who ordered CEs that they should never expect to get them ever. I I didn't say that. <laughs> no, did I not describe was, it accurately? That was Bruce's take, and I said I could see where he's coming from. <laughs> well, when I heard it, I thought, oh, I think some CE owners are not going to yeah. be too happy about that. I had another podcaster message me. Here's how stupid. I'm like, oh, all right. Fair enough. So what have you been up to this week? Oh, busy with work. It's been exciting times. So that, mm. hey, I streamed yesterday. I heard. Well, it, would now, it would now be Saturday, I should say, because this is going to come out on Monday. Yeah, I streamed Super Orbit. So I, I stream in the mornings. I realize that's when I can capture the tens of thousands of viewers <laughs> of pinball that are just like, gosh, I just sure wish I could have something with eggs related to pinball. <laughs> hey, let's watch Super Orbit. Was it a good showing for Super Orbit? Uh, I still, I can't beat my grand champ. I, I so want to get 2 million points on that thing. And I, I've, my high score is a little over 1.9. Mm. I just can't, I just can't get back. I can't get even a little higher in the 1.9 million range. I just, I always choke. I had three games that were close that I couldn't do it. Then people are coming in and they're like, when are you going to stream a new game? Like oh. uh, stern. Oh man. Like, I don't know. I don't want them. Gottlieb and I have an understanding. They're not going to come and DMCA me. So <laughs> maybe as soon as you sign that sponsorship contract with flipping out pinball. Oh my gosh! No, oh, I'd become your new Joe Engelberth. I'd be the 2.0 version. Oh yeah, love us some Engelberth. Yeah, Joe. Joe's already ready for next game. I'm like, uh, let's see. Oh, is he sick of Avengers already? He spoke no, so highly just, of it on. I his think episode. he's getting the taste of everything new. <laughs> mm. It's like the variety pack of, of Russell Stouffer chocolates. Yes. And okay, at some point, he's going to bite into one of those marshmallow ones. going to be like, ew, why do they still make this? <laughs> Says the guy that likes black licorice. Hey, black licorice knows what it wants to be. Chocolate-covered marshmallow has never been a good idea. I don't like that either. I no one does. That's no. why I don't understand why they make them. Nope. Dark chocolate, you can get rid of all of it. I don't like any. I don't even like solid chocolate. It's got to have some peanut butter. got to have something and not marshmallow. Maybe a little nougat. Nougat is very underrated. I like me a nougat. You you are a big nougat fan. Mm-hmm. Your favorite pinball machine might be Ted Nougat. 
It most certainly is not. I'm a NuGet oh. fan. You're a fine arts fan. I love this push that you're making um, <laughs> in media right now about Picasso doing watercolor in reference to the Super Awesome Pinball Show interview with American Pinball's Dave Fix. <laughs> Inaccurately saying that it's like Picasso doing watercolor. Yeah. Oh, that well. All right. Now I'm not. A, I'm not a fine arts expert. It's just when I heard Picasso did a lot of mm -hmm. media. Like he did a lot of styles. You know, a lot of people know know about his blue period, and maybe that's about as far as it goes. But mm -hmm. I was just I was listening to the interview, and I, it was really interesting for a variety of reasons. But when I heard the 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 analogy, and it was said with such disdain, like watercolor was beneath Picasso, and I was like. <laughs> I, he worked with a lot of stuff. Are you sure you know what you're talking about? And so I, I had to check and it's like, yeah, 1933 Picasso gouache and watercolor uh, and gouache is a type of watercolor. I thought it was a vegetable, but it's like, no, he's got, I mean, they go for millions of dollars. I was just like this, uh, that did not <sighs> look. All, all I'm trying to say is <laughs> if you're going to do an analogy, maybe know what you're talking about. Oh, he's shitting on Picasso. Oh, and then he can hate Picasso. I don't care if he likes or dislikes Picasso. I'm just saying Picasso did do like a lot of watercolor. You know, it makes so. me think of Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Congratulations, murderer. You killed a golf legend. Beat it, McGavin. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dedicate my performance at the Tour Championship to Chubb's memory. To hell with that. I'm playing for Chubb's. Nuh-uh. I called it first. You, hey, 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 you want to beat him? Beat him on the course. That's right, I'm going to beat your ass on the course. Yeah, right. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. See, this is what happens when pinball folks stray outside of, of carguments. Mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they're really, stick with the analogies you're comfortable with, or, or maybe research it ahead of time, or make it so obvious that no one's going to question it. Sort oh, of thing. I love That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm all I'm saying. I'm going to mail Dave Fix a, a Picasso... A repro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a repro wow, those topper sales are going really well if you're no. actually sending Picasso's Re to Repro. People. A print. Send him a print. Repro? Ah. Yeah. Slum it much? Well, it is what it is. Speaking of slums, let's kick it over to our correspondents and oh, see if they've... we must uh, have Craig Bobby for this one. I think we do have a little Bobby action. We might have a little Ken Redberg as well. Stern oh, and uh, JJP. I don't know. Let's see if we can drum What about my, my favorite, Dr. John? I don't think we have John this week. Shit's not been going on, I guess. Sigh. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Jersey Jack continues to ship collector's edition versions of Guns N' Roses out the door, and recent unboxings show ecstatic owners who are saying that the collector's edition version is a substantial upgrade from the limited edition. This not only applies to lighting, including under and rear cabinet RGB LED lighting kits, but also to the playfield, which includes an application that Jersey Jack is calling JJP Sparkle. Those who have seen it have said it's really impressive in person and hard to capture in photos. These deliveries, of course, have resulted in some machines going up for sale on Pinside. And as of this recording, there is one currently pending sale for $20,000. In other news, the media coverage of this game continues with CNET next on the block. 
They recently released a nine-minute video called Guns N' Roses Pinball is a Technical Marvel. It's a conversation with Eric and Keith, and not surprisingly focuses on how the machine was made and the technology that's put into it. That's it for this week. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Hello, and welcome to The Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. No, this is not a sound effect from high speed, but the dreaded highway robbery siren as the world's largest, most prolific, and dare I say it, richest pinball company of the modern era goes after their helpless Batman 66 and Elvira's House of Horrors customers this past week by asking for an additional $500 for their purchases. With deposits already taken months ago and without notice, Stern advised distributors that all outstanding back orders for Batman 66 and Elvira's House of Horrors would be cancelled and that all customers would need to fork over an extra $500 per machine and have those orders resubmitted at the new increased price. So much for an agreed upon price or a handshake agreement. Whatever happened to companies doing the right thing by their loyal and hard-working customers? Or does this really matter? I mean, what are we talking about? Some wealthy people that are being asked to pay a little more for their expensive purchases? But I say, when the world's largest pinball manufacturer starts pulling shenanigans like this, changing the price after the price is agreed upon and deposits are taken, covert or not, ooh baby, we got some problems. But with the buying frenzy that's going on right now in the pinball hobby, sadly no one is paying too much notice, unless of course you're one of the unlucky Batman 66 or Elvira customers patiently waiting for your game to be built that you put a deposit on back in September. So what do you think these customers did in response to the increased price hike? Well, almost to a customer, they paid the extra $500 of course. Which brings to mind the old saying, if you don't ask, you don't get. But at the end of the day, based on how this was handled, it has the unfortunate look of nothing more than a cash grab on the part of Stern trying to take advantage of a hot market and a pretty darn low blow if you ask me for such a big company like Stern, who let's not forget is coming off a record sales year in 2020. Come on Stern, we love you, but you can do so much better. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you, correspondents. Always great to hear from those fellas. Dennis Stern Pinball is in the news this week, as they are every week. Why? Why are they always in the uh, news? This one isn't the best, <laughs> maybe. There's some good stuff here. But did you hear about Stern Pinball recently and abruptly increasing their pricing $500 on Batman 66 Premium and Elvira House of Horrors Premium? I did, and I guess that means I will never be buying one new inbox. I know that you've had your eye on an Elvira. Not a I think it's a really one, fun game, yeah. but 500 that is a huge markup. That's half a topper. That's <laughs> half a topper. That's half an Elvira topper right there. That's the moving part. So now, Dennis, the MSRP is now $84.99 for those studio titles. It's stiff. Yeah, scared stiff. You get one of those cheaper. The difficult part this week was how it went about. Um, and from experience as a dealer, we were contacted pretty abruptly and uh, given a formal, I think the CFO wrote, I think it was a CFO, CMO, wrote a formal 
statement to us dealers and I think to the public indicating that moving forward, they had to increase pricing uh, on Batman and on Elvira premium series. The reason being they claim is number one, those two particular titles have not seen a price increase since they were released. That's pretty significant. Elvira has not been released long ago, but Batman's been around for we closing in on three years. I guess three or four. When did I can't remember when it was? I remember it was the it was the expo. They were just showing it. It was the dialed in year. I think it was two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. So regardless, uh, hadn't seen a price increase. A lot of people, I, I believe, assumed that when we we get those hundred dollar stern across the board price increases, those have not affected uh, those two particular models. They also indicated that the studio line in Batman and Elvira take a little bit more production to do, a bit more complex, and uh, consequently cost more money to build. I would argue they were already like $300 more than a Cornerstone premium. And then the final reason was that the production on them is always smaller um, because they don't have a pro model. They're, they're just a smaller run always for those. So ultimately, they kind of told us dealers they were faced with two options. Increase the price so that it makes sense for them to build them or discontinue the titles. What is your thought regarding this? Hmm. Maybe the strategy is by increasing the price, they'll be able to discontinue the models. <laughs> well, that's a, that's In a which take. case, I will say job well done. But do you really think that's going to happen? As we see toppers continue to sell in the secondary market, for sometimes two to three times that of a new box topper. I think we're at the point where neither of these games is flying off the shelf anyway. So yeah, I, I could, I don't think they're going to sell very many more. Batman is stable just like any other release. Elvira is likely the hottest title in the last two months, believe it or not. And it may be because they're not as readily available as the other cornerstone titles. Uh, and they keep bumping. I see. Remember, listener. Remember, Dennis. I talked about this in previous episodes. Them continuing to bump Elvira that run, supposed to be in like November, October, November. And then they bumped it to maybe December, January. And then they bumped it again. Remember us talking about that? Yeah, I do. Uh, maybe that's this has been kind of a back and forth. Them trying to make this decision for a while now, and then they've realized uh, this is just me trying to postulate what could be going on here. Do you think it really costs them that much more? Do you think it's, it's more complex nope, I to do build? Not. I do not. Mm. If I'm comparing it to Led Zeppelin, okay, I see that. I really don't know the truth here. I think it's easy just to say, no, it's the same price. It, it costs them the same materials. I'm not same. saying it's I the don't same know. price, but I, I, and I... What I mean, why would they, the constant pushing back of Elvira to me would have suggested the only reason to keep pushing it back is that they don't think there were enough orders to warrant doing a, even a small run. See, I just, I don't think that's the case. I, I, it makes more sense to me that they weren't building them. Probably, you know, people claim that Stern's out for the money and stuff. They are a manufacturing business. That might be true because think about it. If their margin, their profit margin is lower on those, and you've got this back order of five, that why focus on that particular title? Why not focus on the one that you make the most money on, right? So that kind of makes sense to me. Sure, but I, th I mean, 
I don't think that they needed to rate they, while the margin may be lower. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, Gary Stern has often pointed out that their profitability margin, you know, the difference between the cost to build and mm-hmm. the cost to actually make them money has been lowest on pro models. So maybe they were making less money on an Elvira premium versus an Avengers premium. Sure. Maybe it slipped enough that this then puts that back in, in, in right mm. or puts it back so that they make even more off of a premium Elvira than they do off of a cornerstone premium. But I don't think that it was unprofitable for them to make a Batman and Elvira. And so I don't think this $500 differential explains the delay. I would just assume it, it's more about the practicality of shifting a line over to building units and why do it for 15 games. And the one, the one hypothesis that neither of us are, uh, are hitting on right now is one that has been the majority of people that have reached out to me, you know, with some frustration with this move from Stern pinball, they claim that it looks to me like Elvira is so hot right now that Stern is deciding to bump up the price because of the popularity. Of course, you know, they did it with toppers. Toppers were, you know, popular and they start bumping up the price. They're doing the same shit with Elvira. And I, I don't know if that's true or false. Can you see that? I don't know if I can see that. In a way, the motive, the reason, the motivation's almost moot though. I mean, does it really matter? That's the bottom true. line is the price has gone up $500. I think the trickiest part for people is we've had customers with a pre-order for months upon months, and we had to continually tell them, sorry, it's being bumped again. Sorry, it's being bumped. The, the tricky part, and I think the, the one that I don't necessarily agree with, I don't know their finance, so maybe this is a necessity, but of the ones that we had ordered as dealers, right? Uh, let's say I have 15, 20 of them pre-ordered, Elvirus. Those were canceled immediately during that message. Hey, we're canceling all orders of Elvira and Batman premium. We are increasing the price $500. You may reorder to get back in those queues for the future runs. A lot of people that didn't sit well with a lot of people and rightfully so, because my whole evening was spent contacting all of those pre-order customers telling them, Hey, I'm sorry, but the price has increased $500, which makes me look like an idiot. Um, most of them, if not all of them, understood that it's not a me thing or a flipping out thing. But I would have loved to have seen them, Dennis, say, whatever orders we got, we got. But any future orders are now going to be $500 more. But I don't know if financially they could have done that because they've been bumping these runs so far that this back order list has been really getting big. You know what I mean? That's, well, there's the frustration. Well, okay, but I don't. I don't. If if it's that if that five hundred dollars is that fundamental, then why wasn't this decision made back before they were doing all the bumps? Why let it? Why let it continue to grow? The tumor has grown mm-hmm. over time, instead of them taking immediate action. Maybe they thought they could find another. I don't know. It was something we have not seen from Stern Pinball. I haven't seen as a dealer. Uh, I don't remember a time just being in the hobby five years or so that this has happened. It was interesting. Interesting move. I mean, I just remember when Avengers came out and the price increase was, was there and they noted this mm-hmm. isn't the $100 increase doesn't affect the prior titles until the start of the new year. You know, right. they were really transparent about when that would, you know, the turtles would go up in price and the stranger things were going to see those price increases as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess overall, I think it's safe to say that this announcement was mismanaged 
not so much how they announced it, but rather the just the way they went about doing it and impacting all those pre-orders. Maybe they thought the volume was low enough that it wasn't a big deal. Maybe they figured, eh, the distributors have to deal with that. So who cares? That's I don't the know. joy of having a distribution network and not selling direct. So I, I get that as well. And I accept that. Not fun calls to make for sure, though. And after reaching out to the pre-order customers that we have at Flipping Out, I can say that only only one person backed out. Pretty it's good. That, well, uh, I'm not I'm not too surprised at that. There's a statement for like when you're when you're in the shopping cart line and you see another like at the grocery store and the other line's mm. moving faster, but you won't move over to the faster line because oh. you've got it in your head that you've committed currently. I never like get that. All right. that time you've invested is lost if you move lines. There's a term for that. Maybe you know because you're kind of like a shrinky sort of person. Yeah, I'm not a social psychologist. I don't know what that is. Okay. But- well, that's what that says. They can't. They committed already. They can't bear to be uncommitted at this point. So, of course, they'll shell out the 500. Yeah. It's kind of like a, yeah, it's, it's the traffic too. Do you, do you move lanes? Because that lane's. But I do quickly. think those that might have been considering placing an order sure, for them will sure. now probably more, be more inclined to say, oh, I'll just get it used. Well, and, you, and speaking of used, you know what happens to the secondary market now on those titles. I think it gets a bump. Yeah, I could see that. Not that I'm giving away anything for market trends, but... No, you would never give anything away. It's a little bump. The backorder log at Stern Pinball continues to grow. Right now, there's a lot of titles that, as a dealer, I have to order... I have to guess, like, June, July. Hmm. Wow. That (laughs) is a long wait. My recommendation is to increase all games by $500 and (gasps) get that backlog down. The, The good news about Stern Pinball this week is that they showed up to CES 2021. Mm. virtually oh well that makes sense there's a segment called showstoppers i think that was hosting a lot of these virtual seminars where an individual would interview uh, a company and and their new product launch and stern pinball had jack danger showcasing led zeppelin at ces 2021 talking about all the features um, what it was like to work with led zeppelin how they chose the songs I thought to myself, I was like, oh man, like these are, these are some tough questions to ask somebody that is in a position more as a, a spokesperson. It'd be hard for a spokesperson because generally speaking, not a lot of, not all spokespeople know about the products, but he got through it, did well. There's only a, a hiccup on showcasing the game. They were streaming it. So I think the capture card shit out on him. So that that was unfortunate. Kind of made the game look like it was broken. But overall, you showed up at CES, so that's always a good thing. And speaking of mishaps, Jersey Jack Pinball has been shipping some GNR Collector's Editions. Did you get yours yet, Despite Dennis? the advice you and Bruce gave? No, stop with that. I'm running, I'm running with this narrative. <laughs> no. Uh, did you get yours yet? No. Uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, hopefully you didn't order a standard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't anymore. No, we have they a couple left. They just raise the price by 500 oh, no. instead. They're still going to make them. People would still buy them. No, we uh, we still have a couple spots left for standards, Dennis. So if you ever decide, oh. my mom one. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, no, the problem this week with, boy, Jersey Jack, damn it. They send out the CEs to people. Sore spot for me. After all the debacle with the CE distributor shit, Dennis, they sent a lot to direct customers first. 
<gasps> they uh, made it right. Could have not wholly, but it, it could have. Uh. Nope, we haven't had any sea ship yet, but direct customers did. No, but the the problem was, and in retrospect, it's probably better for me. It's less work for me. They sent these CEs out, but they were missing a crucial part to enable that speaker topper to even function. Ouch. The whole topper? The, the speaker was there, but the cable oh. that hooks it to the board was not there. Oh, well, I guess I could just ship out those cables then. They, well, they, it's, well, what, what do you, what do you mean? Well, Uh, well, they didn't ship the wrong cable, did they? So they, then they rushed out the cable and it was the wrong cable. Oh no, how can you, 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 what's what's the expression? You can't win for losing. (laughs) No shit. Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. And it's true. Like you spend that much on a game. And you oh, get a feature and, that's and, not and on the other one. Forget the cable. <laughs> you send the wrong cable. Oh, oh, that's so sad. They've been through GNR, man. That, such a hot title, such a great seller. But how many times do you get kicked in the nuts here? Wow. Oh, over such a well, you know relatively something like a clear coat issue or things. Is this a cable? It's a cable. And they just shipped the wrong one again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But people are really, uh, really enjoying them. They're, we're seeing pictures on social media now of these newly unboxed collector's editions, and they are gorgeous. Boy, that is a pretty, pretty pinball machine. Um, but, Shiny. Mm, so, yeah, part of me is now thinking, oh, man, I would have had to submit all of these warranty requests for these damn cables, and I don't have one myself, so I don't know how to troubleshoot. Ooh, man, dodge that headache. Well, it would be an easy troubleshooting. Uh, cable's missing. Yes. Yeah, that would have been easy. But when they shipped up the new cable, and they're like, I don't know, it's not responding. You're, then you're like, oh, no, shit, uh, is it the wrong cable? Look, is it a board? Uh, what is it What is j- it now? Just because of how how just sort of sa- sadly bad this has gone, I, <laughs> I want to think, like, this isn't, like, the wrong cable, but just, like, a ridiculously wrong cable. Like, they accidentally <laughs> sent networking no, cable. What like, if- Cat6 cables all came and be like, this doesn't work at all. It's not even remotely looks like the right plug. I could see them sending a cable that was three inches short. <laughs> <laughs> People have got those speakers hanging off the head and shit. <laughs> I can make it reach. I can do it. Or on the outside of the bag glass. Pop. Just give me, just believe me. Don't, don't get out the belt. Pop, I'll get it. Up. All their friends come over. They're like, you spent 13 grain on this. <laughs> so, you know, there's one, there's oh, one person though, in their desperation. They like got out glue, glued the speakers <laughs> to the sides of the head, just get, making it look like a little X wing. Why do you have an Alexa module on the top of your GNR? Well, <laughs> that's to do the Bluetooth until I get the cable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Alexa, can you play GNR song? <laughs> oh, Playing patience because it's what you need by GNR. <laughs> Oh, we love you, JJP, man. Uh, it's a good group of guys over there, but uh, but yeah, they've got that resolved now. They've sent out the right ones. Uh, on the plus side, the relationship with Mono Cable has never been stronger. <laughs> I bet you're getting the bulk discount now. Monster Cable calls them up. See, assholes? See what oh, happens no. when don't you don't upgrade? Monster Cable and their gold-plated cable. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's right. Gotta have that gold. Okay, man, this is a fun news week. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about pen rentals. Mm, a lot of operators do that. Yes, 
And Stern's even been telling dealers to push that. Like, don't be afraid to rent out some games, you know. Push it, push it, just like heroin. That's what, right. what does that mean? Rent out your games. Make them, make them taste it. But PenSwap is a new program that started, an online marketplace-ish, started by the guys over at the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. Mm. We laugh at them each and every week, but look at them with the business since to create an LLC here for PenSwap. You can go to PenSwapRentals.com. And what this is, listener, is a centralized place, a hub, that you can rent out your pinball machines that may be taking up space or you want to earn a little extra income each and every month. This might be good for hobbyists. It could be good for operators that are closed down. They're like, what else am I supposed to do with these things? Dealers that have inventory like me. Sometimes I get trade-ins and they sit for a while. You can make some money. Uh, it's nice because it's, uh, there's a localized feature that shows a map of where these pins are for, for a person to, uh, to rent. So overall, I think it's a pretty badass good idea. I like it. Nice. But let's say you didn't have any pinball machines and you really wanted one. You're into pinball as much as you are now, but you didn't have a machine. Would you, would you consider renting a machine out for a month or two? I, yeah, I guess so. Especially in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What do you think a good price is? Give me a hmm. guess as to a, a price that you, well, you're the wrong person to ask. You're like a great guy. Yeah, dollar. why are you asking me? I hang out with the most frugally. A dollar? People. Yeah. <laughs> Todd bought that for a dollar. What do you think dollar? the going price is for a monthly uh, 250 rent? $250 a month? At $250 maybe if you get an older title. Some of the newer Sterns oh, really? and stuff wow. are four or $500 a month. No wonder Stern's been pushing this for you guys That's to right. promote. It's like, have you told your customers that they can easily get the $500 by renting the game yes. out for the first month? Unbox it. Rent it. Oh, an added unboxing fee. Oh, you want the honor of unboxing my game you're renting? That's an extra two fifty. Maybe I should do that. A personalized unboxing for people. What do you want me to do? Hey, it solves you having to try and come up with weird, creative. And I'm using air quotes around creative ways to unbox a game. That's fair. So pinswaprentals.com. If you are looking to rent or to rent. <laughs> I got midway in there. and I didn't know which way to go. RTR, rent to rent. That's right. If you want to rent out or rent in. With 24 easy monthly payments of $500, you will own this game never. Own it. Yeah, and it's a a way to bridge communication so that people, if they want to, they can maybe rent to own or... uh, Well, I mean, even at 500, I mean, if you're really on the fence about if you think you want to own a game that's not a bad amount oh to, to try it you out could, yeah that's could, a good point because you're not limited on how many games you put in so you can really get your money i mean i value game gameplay at a dollar a play so mm-hmm. if i was confident i could get 500 games in in a month i wouldn't feel bad about 500 yeah, that's a good way to break it down i like that yeah i i've never rented one so it's it's tough for me to well say. And, that, and that's the thing i because i own uh you know i own over a half dozen games mm-hmm. it's like yeah I, I would probably just, uh, and I don't know how popular the concept holds when we're out of the pandemic. If you're in a I location, see, yeah. rich pinball area, why not just go on location and play? Yeah. Would be what would run through my head. Very true. Because I already own games. So it's like, if I want to play at home, I have games. If I want to play like the new stuff, I'll go to the bar and play. I do like that they have a, I think they have like a $10,000 insurance policy built into it. Well. Oh, that's nice. So that's good. They thought of everything. Maps, insurance. 
Yeah. I, I, it was funny. Like, uh, it's been weeks back. They messaged me as, asking about kind of about the idea, knowing me as a dealer and stuff. And you sponsor this. I you do not are the game source for, Oh, flipping out oh. pinball does not sponsor this yet. And so I, I thought about it for like one minute and then I listed off like 40 different questions. <laughs> Since it back to oh, I think okay. I overwhelmed him a little bit. Oh, I just I was just thinking of your new commercial, but it says, "Are you renting out <laughs> renting out pinball?" Oh, Ooh. guys, we need to talk. Pre-COVID, you could have just went to locations to play, uh, but this if you be, live in an area that has location play, not everyone does. I I didn't for a long, long time, and even so, I don't not looking to go to a bar or anything in the evening. Eh, eh. Now you could if you were in Vegas. You could go down to the Pinball Hall of Fame. That's true. Because they need cash. Need <gasps> cash now. Oh, they're normally flush with cash. Pinball Hall of Fame. Need cash now. Mm-hmm. I wonder if That's they right. could go down the strip to one of those credit. <laughs> credit. <laughs> Put it all on black. Oh, <laughs> uh, There's a recent video on Facebook with the, uh, I guess, operator of the Pinball Hall of Fame in Vegas. We know that to have that, like that pinball circus game, and it, it, it's a, a globally recognized location, I, w- I would think. Um, Normally, I mean, it pulls a lot of foot traffic being in Vegas, which is a, mm-hmm. obviously a very heavy tourism town. Uh, I believe normally when they've been operating, they they donate in turn a lot of the funds that they raise to another charitable organization. Oh, okay. And of course, uh, the no- they've been wanting to get onto the strip. And so they have this massive project that's been underway for a yes. little while now. And I think a lot of people, I know I was definitely concerned with the the decision to move forward with it during the pandemic, mm. but I'm sure things were arranged that it was sort of set into motion before all that happened. But mm-hmm. sounds like that's that's been the, the hiccup at this point is they had assumed that they would still be raising a certain amount of revenue at the old location and with the governmental, they, they had a mandatory shutdown and Vegas tourism is way down. So oh, yeah. apparently there are half a million dollars in the hole on the project. Oh, ouch. Now I do know that this is a $10 million project. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This is, this is significant. Understood. This is a, this is big. We're talking big wrath of God pinball money mm-hmm. here. Well, it's a big ass place. 26,000 square foot. Mm-hmm. They're nearly three times the size of the old. Oh yeah. Uh, pinball no, Hall it's of Fame. A great location. All that it's so they need money. They've been doing some fundraisers. They they've even been selling off games, which is scary and sad to me. It feels almost like a recent story we reported a month or so ago, but uh, yeah, like you said, $500,000 in the hole and they sold their building on Tropicana they need to vacate that building by May 6th, and they're hoping the, that this new building should be done in time. But I was watching the video, and he said, quote, if we stop paying the contractor, we don't move in. So this is getting <laughs> – this is really, really serious. Oh, yes. Yeah, Clear, clearly. So, Oof. yeah, I – well, I mean, they, so they have a they have a fundraising. I think it's through GoFundMe okay. set up. Yeah. So if those interested want to want to donate to the project, they can. Yeah, and he and said a none video of, with none a lot of them more info. Paid. None of them are paid, and you said that's going to some charitable contributions as well. Yeah, I think he. I think you're there uh, as a nonprofit, and that in turn, I believe it's the Salvation Army. I'd have to go check that they often do charitable contributions. Uh, for those wondering why they don't have uh, half a million in cash mm-hmm. like in their bank account they don't they don't just sit on a pile of money Ugh. clearly they saved up yeah. to do this project but 
I think part of the, I mean, without piecing it all together myself, my understanding is that they had assumed they would still be bringing in a certain amount of revenue on the tropic from the Tropicana location, and that's mm-hmm. just not performing like their projections thought because the projections were pre-COVID. What happens if they don't get the money? Uh, they don't uh, get to move in apparently because they will have had no choice but to stop paying the contractor. Uh, though alternative perhaps they do have enough games that they could raise the 500,000 by just selling more and not completely filling out the space. Yeah, but if they're not getting paid, I don't know how they're going to get those filled back up. This is a mess. I don't know if this doesn't work out. Is this a big hit for pinball? Sure. It's a lot it's of, one of the most fa- It's one of the most famous permanent pinball fixtures in terms of locations, mm. if not the most famous. Do you think well and he let's not joke ourselves. He has a bit of a history uh, with people. I, I've never met the guy, so I don't know. But there's there's a history there, pros and cons uh, in the pinball community with with the operator there. Do you think there are any other non for profits on that Vegas Strip? Uh, I'm not. A, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I my guess would be no, but but I but I don't know. I don't. I know nothing about Vegas. The or only the thing that piqued my interest was. He was given a tour of the facility and what it will be like. He talked about arcade games being on the perimeter of the wall, and I'm like, what? Huh? Arcade games? Why the hell would you have arcade games in a pinball hall of fame? It's blasphemy. No. Well, I mean, both both types of both pinball and video games are a part of the arcade experience. No, we don't want some people. Some people who go there that aren't into pinball, it gives them something to do while their kids or significant others are playing the pinball machines. And uh, it's 26,000 square feet. I mean, arcade games are so much easier to maintain. So much easier. Then open up an arcade. Don't call it the Pinball Hall of Fame. That's uh, are you getting hung yes. up over the name? I'm getting hung up because it's the Pinball Hall of Fame. It's one of the largest places for all pinball machines. And you're going to put a perimeter of arcade machines? No. Uh, hey, the False Texas Pinball Festival, every year I've been, has a DeLorean parked in the in the main area that could have pinball machines, I guess we should throw the DeLorean out because it's not a pinball machine. That actually is an argument that works here. Nicely done. <sighs> My argument would be if they had 12 to 14 DeLoreans, yes, get rid of them. It's pinball. Hey, you know, the, you know, Texas Pinball Festival also has arcade games there too. I know, and I don't agree with that either. <laughs> Kids love them. They want to play four-person toitles. Call it something different, pinball and arcade. Expo. Oh, we don't need a rename. It's mostly pinball, so it's still the Pinball Hall of Fame. Mm. Just was, let that go. I was naming let a lot of go. things last week on Straight Down the Middle. We were naming the top 10 most overrated pinball machines of all time. I don't think <gasps> we've had a chance to to watch that yet, but no. you, know, you know some of the games on there. Um, I, can't, I can't handle the drama. Adam's Family, do you feel like that's overrated? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. Family Guy? No, not really. I no. didn't know people outside of the humor. I don't know a lot of people that worship that for gameplay or anything. Or Raymond Davidson. I don't know what they sell for though, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I that wouldn't have come to my mind. They but. sell high. You know, they still withhold oh, their okay. value. I mean, I've only played. I've I've played the. I, I guess no. I've played both versions. I've got more time on Shrek. But mm-hmm. Okay, I just yeah. All right. Uh, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been one I would have thought of. Spirit. That's all I can say. Bing I bang bar either what big bang bar kingpin okay those two yeah i could see that again it's their rarity that drives their value up not their gameplay and it's been out long enough spoiler alert the number one was quicksilver Ooh. Ooh. 
twist that knife. No, actually, yeah, I could see that being oh. on there. You guys heard it here. Because I, yeah, I've seen the prices those go for, and it's at, at some point you are you're you're rewarding simplistic gameplay because of the era, but simplistic gameplay way too much. There's way too much value. You can't say that it's the art that's moving that game. So I, it's just it's it's its rarity. For the love of the class external electronics, I think it's one of the worst layouts. Hmm. I just I actually uh, I, like I don't think I've played it. I want to. I like the idea of the sweepable drop bank and such, but when it's, it's not right in the middle of the playfield. Sure. I, I mean, I want to. I want to see how it goes. Um, yeah. I I've, mean, they kind of. I don't have enough time. I've I've got some time on it, but no, nah, never. I mean, Stern Electronics had some dogs, so sure, I, sure. They it do. might still be up near the top of the list when you think about some of their other stuff. Oh, and it's so ugly. Oh. Well, that's where my comment about that. I know it's not the art that drove that price. Oh. Like you, one could say. That I could see people who might argue that Fathom, Bally's Fathom, is is the price that it is not because of the gameplay, but rather because of the art package. Completely agree. It's a good game, but eh. Yeah, I know some who love that gameplay, and I know some who, who hate it. But everyone I know of does think it's one of the better art packages in classic pinball. So Poor Sea Witch. Yeah. Remember when Sea Witch was just beloved? Like a Fathom or like a Quicksilver? Not even yeah. not too long ago. Not too long. But boy, oh boy, you just do not hear that anymore, do you? Not when you can get a Beatles for the same price. Absolutely. Sorry, Beatles, and your $2,000 gameplay. That's okay. It plays better, looks better. It, it does. It That's why it made it's our better in all regards. underrated list. So go watch <gasps> those. <sighs> and finally, we get an update on the Pinball Industry Awards, hosted by the Pinball Network. Well, what's our update, Dennis? Where are we at on everything? All the voting's done. I, I think the award ceremony's being worked on. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's done. I'm like, oh, no. Did I miss it already? No. No. <laughs> Shit. No, my, my, role, my role is done. I am now at peace. I know. I, I'm, uh, I'm a little bitter every time I go into our TPN Discord mm-hmm. and see everybody. Nope. Oh, we did a great job, team. Everyone's like, moved on except yes. you. I'm like, yeah, my work begins now because you guys have been taking the bulk of it (laughs) prior to. So now my work begins on, yeah, some editing and production of the ceremony that's going to be played live on January 28th at 8 p.m. Central. Do you know what platform you're going to use? I believe we're still in discussion, but I think we're going to do YouTube. Mm. Oh, the YouTube premiere? Yeah, but that'll be a group discussion and we will send out uh, an announcement, kind of like a, a, a promotion for it, maybe with where it's going to be, who's hosting. That should be coming up the next next week or so. It's getting close, though. feels like it it's is. flown through. Well, maybe maybe we shouldn't have picked such an aggressive time frame. No, no, it was smart. I think we yeah, should have. it felt good. The time frame felt good. Mm. I just can't wait for the next year. Oh, oh find out more about year two of the Pinball Industry Awards on January 28th at 8 p.m. Central. Now, you voted for it. Now, you voted for the main game I, I, I was a, I was a judge for the category awards, mm. yeah. Care to give us a sneak peek on one of your votes? Uh, what category would you like to ask about? Mm. Let's go with best art for the playfield. I believe I ended up voting for Turtles for that. Ooh, very nice. I didn't vote in that one. And No, nope, you're not you you chose you didn't apply for a ballot. Correct. Correct. 
Um, You're not one of the 40, vote. we had 40, 40 uh, ballot requests mm-hmm. and everyone who requested a ballot did vote. They didn't vote in all categories. And we encouraged that. Uh, that was actually one of our big obstacles. I'm hoping we don't have in 2021 was there were a few people that said, you know, they knew they qualified, but they didn't feel they had enough experience with the games mm-hmm. and they weren't comfortable voting because of that. That makes sense. Uh, because of the pandemic. Well, you know, and, and in that, in my, my response to that was always, I understand completely. You're not forced to vote in any particular category. Bear in mind, there are some categories that at least in my judgment, you can assess via sure, photos and video sure. fairly easily, but not well, everyone. Especially if you're on, that. on a podcast giving your opinions on it, I would think so. Yeah. First takes are wrong. Oh, they're boy. water. We call them watercolor wrong. Well, unless you got five years in, then you're fine. Or you're around in the 90s. Buying cheap games. Because that makes you smart. <laughs> like, how's that relevant? Actually, you, 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 you do come across as pretty pinball smart if you bought a bunch of games in the 90s and, and are now ready to sell them. Sure, sure. But I was not. Yeah, I was still in school, getting my learning on. Yeah, I was still getting educated, becoming expert at pinball market trends. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I turned out okay. So we've got that voting coming out. I think it's going to be an even bigger response for years to come, too. I really hoped we'd get at least thirty, mm-hmm. and I was going to be satisfied as long as there were at least twenty. Mm-hmm. That was like my my metrics that I had, just because of the time the time frames were so tight. Yeah. And uh, and I knew people were nervous because of the pandemic about putting their opinion out there and mm-hmm. and not knowing how this was going to go and, and just you know there's a, a variety of things and but, that we have a, a a clear majority are not in the pinball network who are who did the voting as well I was really 65%, pleased with that 65 I think that's pretty big right which I don't you know obviously I, I don't have anything against the voters who are in TPN but there'll always be these as we knew there would be there'd be people like well what is this is this sort of TPN giving out awards and it's like that's not how the categories were, were meant to be we had TPN people help organize this effort so that it could get done I still but, get that on a daily basis well, but you know, people without any background, they're just going to make they're going to make some assumptions. They'll make some leaps of logic, and not all of those are, are bad leaps, but they're incorrect. So. Leaps of logic? Yeah, that's awfully kind. The brain the brain fills in the blanks when it doesn't know. We are pattern seeking creatures, after all. And you will you will construct patterns where they don't exist if you don't. Sure, if you, uh, I called most of it on. leaps of ignorance, but. Leaps of logic, well, I guess, works. I try, not to, I try not to phrase things in a toxic way like that. Oh, sorry. In an honest way? <laughs> I'm still just as honest. I'm just kinder about it. I am the second nicest person in pinball. That is statistically confirmed. Are you second only to me or what? I'm second to Steve Bowden. Oh. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah, and it's not toxic Steve, with just, bonus. Just it's be mean and let me be number one. <laughs> Give the crown away. We do have uh, we have trophies on their way. Those are going to be really exciting. Shout out to David Dennis for getting all of the uh, the social media nominees announced on the social media platforms. That was nicely done. I really like that. And as a reminder, um, he put the the criteria that the committee uses to identify nominees in the voting process. And I thought that was nicely done. But as a reminder, those are the criteria the committee looked at. It's not like somebody has to have all of those. Oh, yeah, no. If there were, and I'm, I'm sure there were probably people, just like with this, you know, Twippy snubs, I'm sure there were people like, why why were there PIA snubs? Who who was or yeah. wasn't nominated? And it's like, yeah, that ultimately, no one was put through a screening process where like we would deny a nominee. Yeah. If right. a person not, if someone said, I nominate X, then X is nominated. That mm-hmm. It's that simple. 
And then it was up to the group's discussion to decide who ultimately would be seen as recipients of those excellence awards. It was really nicely done. I'm glad I was able to take a part in that. And at the end of the discussion for that particular category, we're like, okay, any other nominations? Going mm-hmm. once, going twice. And, it was, and, so. and we did limit one individual could nominate one person so that I didn't get, yeah, you know, there were, there were a dozen people you could have, but so at most you in theory could have had 12 nominees, but could you imagine if, the, I mean, early on, there were some people that were like, I want to nominate three or four folks. And it's like, this oh, is going to be yeah. forever. Come well, on. Well, we ran into, yeah. Mm-hmm. It went long anyway. <laughs> so yes, it it was, And for transparency <laughs> purposes, all of our meeting notes will be on the website soon enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be a summary that is posted. To and that. I was going to give people a heads up on that. On those notes, you're going to see who nominated such. That was simply, I could have nominated somebody, but somebody else got to Oh, I, first. I see like, what you're saying. I don't want anybody yeah, to that, think, oh, like they must really love me because they nominate it. Sure, but it wasn't like they were the only right. ones speaking for no, it. No, no. There, so, sometimes there are multiple people that had a, had a similar name in mind yeah. and just one person gets credited for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondarily, there were some people that said, I nominate X because I think they need to be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then we would have any, just to force the mandatory discussion. So don't, yeah, I wouldn't try not to read too much into it. And obviously these are, these are summaries. These are not full minutes. Yeah. Uh, we, it got aggressive at points, <laughs> especially I would say hey. it felt like against some of the TPN people, we got very aggressive. So we, you know, the goal isn't to embarrass anyone with how, pointing out every single flaw and every single uh, work product that there was, but yeah. uh, we tried to talk pros and cons for everyone that came up. The media judges took their job seriously. They did. Uh, they tried really hard. It was good. So tune into that. I'm excited about it and terrified all at the same time. Did you vote for your Twippies yet? Yeah, I did. Woohoo! So you got them all done. I try. I try not to. I'm always afraid I'll forget to do it if I don't do it right away. Ah, I see. I so see. I try and uh, and move move really quickly. Oh, I see. Yeah, I have. I have not voted for the Twippies yet. I figure maybe this is a year I just don't vote because if I don't vote for the industry awards, maybe I don't vote for the. I don't know. Maybe just sit this year out for everything. Are you wanting to ask me what one of my picks was from my Twippy? Mm, let's go with your Twippy for best topper. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped it. <laughs> uh, well, that's allowed. But it's also allowed, uh, to my knowledge, that you can go back on the very last day of voting and change all your votes up. I will not be doing that. Ah. I stand by my decisions and my indecisions. <laughs> the Twippy committee's like, whew, thank God. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to make it hard on them. So that's coming up as well in March. Um, I don't know if they've picked a date yet. I haven't heard yet. So be on the lookout for that. And then they did announce, I believe, that they have full plans on 2022 to, con- to do it again at TPF. Yeah, we should have a TPF in 2022. I would hope so. Hey, Din Din, guess what time it is? Do, 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 market trend watch up. I like that. Where is Macho? Maybe I'm Macho. <gasps> no, you're not. Oh. Could, could you do a Macho? Could you really grow I just did, so I apparently know. Oh. <laughs> that was very good. Well, that was cute. No, um. The, yeah. cr- the cream, the cream always rises to the- see. I don't remember his voice. I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling. It's short. They're short. Machu, machu, cream. Machu. Yeah, the yeah. cream, the cream, the, the cream trends. Baby, yeah. 
It's that kind of thing. I don't do it well either. Fuck. Trading up this week is Star Wars Premium Comic Book Edition. How about it? Those were the lasers from Star Wars. When's the last time you've seen a Star Wars film? One of the originals. Uh, a couple years ago, maybe. Okay, it's not one you go through every year. No, no, not usually. Like I do the office every year. No, not at all. Like how you do the office every year. But I, I, I'm all caught up on Mandalorian. Oh, so good, so good. Star Wars Premium Comic Edition is trending up. Why is it trending up? Well, take a look at the Pinside Top 100. It's number two right now. Really? Uh huh. Wow. How about that? I, guess I am surprised. They did not have enough of the ratings yet, I guess, on the comic versions. So now that they have enough ratings, boom, 9.001, sitting right under Medieval Madness and right above Pirates of the Caribbean by Jersey Jack Pinball. So for all hmm. of you that uh, value that Pinside Top 100, numbers don't lie, but the reviewers do. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it. It's one of my favorite pins that Stern's ever made. I don't know if I'd call it the number two. But I'm okay with it. Uh, that's fine. Do you really don't know if you'd call it the number two? I think you know that you wouldn't. Uh, I do know that I would not. I would not call it the number two. Nope. And that's okay. But would it make my top five stern pinball machines made of all time? Possibly. Uh, there's a strong possibility there. I am a huge fan of that game. And especially that comic book art. That elevates it to another I'll tell you what won't, won't make the top five of your sterns of all time. Any Elwin game. Oh, that's not fair. But it's true, so it is fair. I own one right now. You own one, but it still wouldn't be in your top five Sterns of all time. I would. St- I, I got my feelers out there for an Iron Maiden Ellie. It's not. Have one. You're you're almost changing the topic. I am. <laughs> also turning up this week, you heard it earlier in the news. It's Elvira House of Horrors and Batman Sixty Six, the premium studio versions. Hey, don't you think it would look really cool if they did a new Star Wars art edition where it has the baby Yoda and he's given his choco milk and $500 to Elvira so he can get her game? (laughs) Yeah, I went there. Uh, Oh, Elvira's house of horse. They need to make a Mandalorian pen, damn it. Why can't we have Mm. it? I want one. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe once season three starts. Stern, please tell me you have that license and Back to the Future and Harry Potter and don't we don't li- need Back to the Future. <gasps> Nobody cares anymore about Back to the Future. Yeah, right. It has been that license been is licensed. trending up. Shit, it's going to be Munstered if they do it. Look, don't do it. At this point, I'm so into Back to the Future as a dream theme that I'm totally fine if they don't make it. I'm totally fine if Jersey Jack don't make it. I'm totally fine if CGC don't make it. American Pinball, you want to pass on it? I'm fine too. Multimorphic, I don't see them making it. But if they passed on it, it'd be fine. You know why, Dennis? No, I don't know why. Because I vow to my listeners and I vow to the pinball community that if nobody makes that pin, damn it, I will build one. I will make the greatest Back to the Future-based pinball machine ever. Hmm. Well, I think it's kind of sad that you left Haggis out of your discussion, but okay. If Haggis wants to make it, fine. But if they pass, I'll build it. And I, and I guarantee you this. Training up this week is my grandiosity. Because if I made one, all the other manufacturers would say, shit, and throw in the towel. No. <laughs> you can tell this guy knows his shit. He's really into this franchise. No thanks. I was training up this week. I just keep training him up. I'm going to trend up a sexy little mama by the name of Betty White. 
What do you got on Betty White, Dennis? No, she doesn't have a pinball machine either, but it's too bad you'd rather redo Back to the Future than give her her due. It's a fucking crying shame she doesn't. She turns 99 this week. And is it sad that the lady still turns me on? There's something about Betty White. What is it about that lady? Listeners out there, they know as well. There's just something about that woman. It's her can-do attitude and sense of humor. Oh, her comedic timing and wit. Well, she is. She's a highly trained professional. I know. That's what I'm saying. She's one of the best comedians out there. Just saying, there's still time. She could do the Lake Placid call-outs, Lake Placid (laughs) pinball. Isn't she in like a Sharknado or something? I don't know. Betty White is always trending up in my heart and in my pants. It's too easy. It's too easy not to go there. She turns 99. What a lovely, lovely rock star and, and superstar in my books, Betty White. I think they have enough material from Mary Tyler uh, and from Golden Girls just to do a Betty White pin. I really do. No, I'm sure they have plenty of material. Yeah. Would you buy a Betty White pinball machine? It depends how it plays. <laughs> of course it does. Something about Betty White. Dolly Parton's the same way. I've got something about, there's something about Dolly. She already has a pinball machine. And I want it just because it's Dolly Parton themed. Same with Betty White. I would buy it sight unseen. Deeper, you listening? (laughs) Give me a Betty White pin. I'm in. I saw a recent Netflix documentary on Betty White and Dolly Parton for that matter. Two different documentaries. I watched Watched them a little late at night, got a little emotional. Man, eh, you know, grown men cry too. But, oh, man. What a national treasure. Name a bigger national treasure than Betty White, Dennis. Exactly. Uh, the Constitution. The Constitution? Yeah. No, like a, Wasn't that featured in one of the National Treasure movies? Oh, only Nicolas Cage cares about the Constitution. Not the bees. <laughs> no. No, uh, a person. Name a bigger global treasure than Betty White. Mother Teresa's dead. Can't go there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't name her either. No? The Pope? The Pope's been trending down a bit for the last decade. Sure as hell isn't the President Yeah, some people don't like him, yeah. Who is it? It's Betty White. Email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com if you can think of a global treasure greater than Betty White. It'll be crickets this week. Maybe someone's, maybe James Earl Jones. That's but He passed, I believe. Did he? I think so. Oh, I hope not. That make me sad. No, he's well, alive. He's still alive. He's still alive. He's 90. He's almost as old as Betty White. Dennis, you are correct. It's the pinball circle of life. He reprised his role in The Lion King in 2019, and he's supposed to be in Coming to America this year. Yeah, who am I thinking of then? Who died with a good voice? Somebody recently. Are you sure he's alive? Wikipedia's full of shit. I mean, we... You know, it was, uh, what, three years ago where uh, Christopher Lee died. He has a good voice. Mm. Yeah, that might have you been. You have it. elected the way of pain. He is no James Earl Jones, though. No, but he was Dracula, so there's that. Simba. Now, see, now I'm going to And I wouldn't, I wouldn't cite him as a, as, a, as a national, as an American treasure, because he was British. Really? 
Yeah, you couldn't tell from his accent. I don't. I didn't watch those films really. So you didn't watch any of his films. He was what? What was his name? Scaramanga from uh, Man with the Golden Gun, a villain in the nope. James Bond movie. Didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. No. Nope, you never heard him do any of his uh, symphonic metal albums. No. No. Uh, yeah, he 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 sang he sang operatic symphonic uh, for a, a metal band. When was that? Let's see. December 2012. He released an EP of heavy metal covers of Christmas songs called A Heavy Metal Christmas. Really? Yep. Um, He released a third EP of covers in May of 2014 called Metal Night to celebrate his 92nd birthday. He was in everything. The only thing I knew him to be in was one of our favorite films of all time. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Dooku. He played Count Dooku in the prequels. He did play Dookie. Yeah, I just know him from Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Well, he got he made a you know early on in his career his, he got a name for himself for doing a lot of the the kind of cheap hammer horror film stuff. Dracula, mm. he did several of those, and and of course he was in the Hobbit films. He, yeah, he reprised yeah. as Saruman. He's still pricking they, those too. Yeah, they uh, you know they they filmed him with green screen. They uh, he was too old to travel to be with the other actors at that point, so they filmed him separate and added him in. Oh, huh. again, did not know that mm. he was in Police Academy. <laughs> I don't remember that. Mission to Moscow? Wow. I don't even remember that one. Christopher Lee, everybody. Yep, he's no James Earl Jones. No. Turning down this week is deleting a backfired narrative. Oh, boy. Here comes a rant. What does that mean to you, Dennis? Deleting a backfired narrative. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I'm really getting pissy and and just sick and tired of this isn't just in pinball but boy it's rampant pinball it's this shit where people are such asses that they put this narrative out there right oftentimes a false narrative it's bullshit but they'll put it out there so that other people can take it and start running with it i see it all the time and it gets so old it's like the hackiest, fakest shit I've ever seen, and it, I'm tired of it. You put something out there against somebody that's total bullshit, and then when that person starts defending themselves and other people start realizing, hey, this is bullshit, what do they do? Here's what they do, ladies and gentlemen. Delete it. Ah, how convenient. The fucking narrative isn't going your way, so you delete it so that nobody can see that you were losing that battle. Oh, it infuriates me. It infuriates me. Ask me how many people I've blocked on social media, Dennis. How many people have you blocked on social media? I don't wanna. Zero. Ask me how many posts I've deleted. Zero. I don't wanna. Calculated. Is that a, can you see where I'm coming from there? Oh, I, I guess. Jeez. That's just how it is with social media, though. It's so sad. Usually by the people, oh, I'm so transparent. I'll put it out there. And then I delete it when it's not going my way. We had a term for those people back in the day. <laughs> I get tired of that. I also get tired of, I've seen this recently. It wasn't against me, but blocking someone on social media and then continuing to talk shit about them, knowing that they can't see your post talking said shit about them. They can't even defend themselves. <laughs> Come on, people. Grow a pair. You're going to bring it. Bring it. 
Bring it all. Don't half-ass it. Sorry. That was that was just my little rant. So sick. We'll just have to wait and see. And it wasn't I'm not sure if that was the appropriate part yeah. to stick that in, but yeah. that's, well, I will respond. Narrative didn't go in your way. Just delete it. Is that how life is? It's like a first draft. I, exactly. But here's the problem. You put your first draft out there. You get this whole army of idiots behind you, right? They read all that bullshit. Then they don't take the time to do research. Uh, and then, boom, the narrative switches because it's complete garbage. They delete it. And then those original idiots that were so gung-ho about the original bullshit idea are still gung-ho about the original bullshit idea. Mm. That shit Yeah, I actually, uh, in a, not pinball-related, but in a, another Facebook group I'm a, a member of, mm-hmm. they... Uh, that's actually against the rules. They made a rule that you aren't allowed to delete any post you start. Perfect. That is a perfect, that is because a beautiful that, Because rule. people were doing that. People were were starting a discussion or they'd make some sort of controversial statement and then they would delete it. And they're like, nope, if you do it, you're banned. We're mm-hmm. not going to allow it anymore. Yeah, like throwing a shit grenade and running. It's like, none of us deserve this shit grenade. And you're already two states away now that you've thrown it. Come back here. Face your shit grenade-ness. A little too real, I think. I need to maybe tone it back. Listener, should I be a little little less real here? I think so. Maybe. I'm going to make it up to you in this week's Deals of the Week. Bye, bye, bye. No deleting edition. Okay, let's see what we got here. Deals of the Week. Ooh, hop on over to Pinside. There's a nice little deal here for a Medieval Madness Remake Standard Edition. The Boatniks down in Marco Island, Florida. Damn, I wish I was down in Naples right now. Marco Island. 8,500 oboe for a Medieval Madness remake standard. Um, Less than 300 plays. It looks mint. And the reason that this is a deal of the week, they're not producing them anymore. I've had a lot of requests for Medieval Madness. And the biggest factor for me as a collector and as an enthusiast, all the pretty shit that you can get on the Royal Edition or the, the Special Edition, you can do this on the Standard Edition. It's the only Chicago Gaming Company game that you can get all of the wonderful features. So at 8,500 oboe, get it for 8,100? Bye, bye, bye! Nice deal. And then and pretty that thing up. Mm. Now, to be fair, is Chicago Gaming producing anything anymore? Well. Wait, where's where's the next game, I, Zach? Trending down this week. Where you at, Chicago? Come on, CGC. Also trending up this week is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with a topper. I'm Mary Poppins, yo. This one, oh, it's from our bud. It's from our bud, Fowler. Jason Fowler. <gasps> he still has games? Well, apparently he's getting rid of this one. Is he saying? <laughs> Shit! No. Fowler 2.0. No! Fowler had, like, shitload of games. Dwindled them down to five. That's uh, how he's funding that garage redo he's doing. No, Fowler's got a, uh, I believe Fowler's got a GNRLE and uh Mm. I think he might be making room for an Avengers premium. Mm. Quite possibly. This one's a deal because, first off, he's a damn great guy to deal with. He's a sweetheart. You'll just want to cuddle, but you can't because of uh, COVID restrictions, so don't do that. But $5,300 oboe for a super, super nice Guardians of the Galaxy. But the kicker, you get the stern topper. Bye, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. We know what happens to toppers. That's one you don't see often. It's one that I've I've attempted to buy that topper just to have it, even though I don't own a Guardians. So that alone 
that alone's worth uh, worth some money there. So fifty three hundred, uh, give or take, let's say seven fifty taken off of that, or eight hundred taken off of that. That's a pretty cheap Guardians of the Galaxy. If you don't want the topper, sell it to me. Shit. Sell, sell, sell. That's a deal of the week. And speaking of toppers, deal of the week this week: Jurassic Park Stern topper. Dustin P out of Rolla, Missouri. I wonder if that's how you pronounce that, Rolla. It's got two L's. Uh, you Maybe might be right. Rolla. Like it's the Spanish. Mm, probably not. Rolla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Missouri. Because <laughs> Missouri and the Conquistadors were just well-known uh, associates. Uh, Jurassic Park topper, 850 plus shipping. You might think that that's a bad price. If you do, call around, try to find you a Jurassic Park topper. Not going to find it. I wouldn't sell mine for under a thousand bucks. And most people wouldn't either. So at 850 bucks, I almost bet this will be gone by the time this airs. Bye, bye, bye! But you said it anyway. Now this person is a topper horde. With a D. Da, da, da. Horde. <laughs> Play on words there. They've got a, a Star Wars topper they're trying to sell for $1,800. So they, they undervalue this Jurassic Park topper. And a Beatles topper for 850 Hmm. And they're looking for the topper for, this is, you claim to be the topper king. They're looking for a last action hero topper. Good luck with that. I didn't even know it had a topper. Last action hero? Yeah. The, yeah. the police siren on top. Like the, the entire bar. Yeah. Oh, man. Why does it have to be a data east? I've wanted to own a last action hero at some point in my, in my pin career. But you just, data east just doesn't fit in the lineup. <sighs> Honestly, that's true. I don't want a big data east sitting there that doesn't sit well with others. It's, it's so true. He's like, they don't play well with each other. It doesn't. They, they don't, you just want your little clones. You nope. want everything to look identical. The only way I'd do that is if I had a data east sitting beside it, in which case I'd have to go for Tales from the Crypt. But then do you really want two data east? No, no. That's why. I, no, see, this is what I do. Then I'd back out. Nope. Don't need it. Don't want it. You could get their Guns and Roses. Mm. Then you'd have two Guns and Roses oh, and oh. two Data East. Oh, when people classy. ask you what the difference is, you'd say that the Data East one is the Cable Complete Edition. Yeah, that's clashy. I don't, I don't like that. Well, they don't need to be side by side. Sorry, I'm getting a, a message from one of my Stern guys. It's a. <gasps> the price is now seven fifty increase. That's for a Batman social media post that he's sharing to me that someone shared to the real Elvira that says Elvira Topper would appoint many objectives so much keep thinking about this moment i know that headpiece sure top-notch floor showstopper zach many put forth most creepy appealing effort 100 accredited (laughs) okay i don't know what it sounds like you fucked up but i don't know in what way what's the the most creepy appealing effort Okay. They must have already heard your Betty White talk and thought it was about Elvira. I guess. I don't know. You know what? If I got one date to win over Elvira or Betty White, give me Betty White. Give me Betty White. Man, that woman. Maybe I am a little creepy towards Betty White. It's okay. She's old. She won't she won't understand anyway. I would love to live to ninety nine. Dennis, you think I'll live to ninety nine? No. When do you think I'll die? Soon. Uh, could be. Could be. What? What? Let's do this real quick. What is your guess 
age that you will die? 50. You're going for just a, a centennial, like a, a, a round. I made 50. it to episode 50. Just leave it. Oh, episode there. 50. Oh, shit. No. Well, the episodes, I do an annual episode. Oh, I see. I see. So age 50, I you think know. you're going to die. You're just asking me. I mean, all it is is a blind guess. So what yeah, am I supposed to say? Yeah, a blind guess, but based on your uh, 40 plus years of experience of knowing your health. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't feed into anything unless you unless you have something that you know of, like you, you have a terminal condition that's giving you an estimate. You Most people don't have anything to That's what makes it, it fun, of. Dennis. It doesn't make it fun. It's a pointless query. You probably think it's a little morbid and you. I'm surprised you didn't. The morbidity of it is irrelevant. It's that you're... It's it's blind guessing. It's picking a roulette number. There's no skill to it. Are you saying our podcast is nothing but skill, baby? I'm clearly not now with this weird uh, diatribe I during see, deals of the week. I, I think we're in, I don't even know what we're in anymore. Uh, we've already transitioned to death of the week. And I think that I could see myself kicking the bucket, honestly, with what I do. 49? 48? I could see it. Mm. I could really see it. I'd like to think 64, 65. I want to be one of those early bastards that dies. Basically, you don't want to make it to retirement. I want to make it to 498, believe me. That's an awful long time. Don't you think you'd get bored? Nope. As long as there's consciousness, there is no boredom to me. That's a fair point, actually. I'm deathly afraid of death. So, Hmm. Oh, the new Netflix series, did you see that? (gasps) I don't have Netflix. Gave me a fucking panic attack. First episode. That's how I stay so cheery. Afterlife. Oh, sounded horrible. Everybody's like, oh, it was great. It was warm. It was inviting. Time didn't pass. You didn't know if it was seconds or eternities. It was so, and I didn't even want to go back when they, when they told me, the figures told me like, to go back. I didn't want to. Like they had this consensus feeling. They've been doing studies uh, across, you know, uh, since the dawn of time about near-death experiences and what, what people experience. And there, there are conclusive patterns that everybody experiences that cannot be explained neurologically. My scientific mind hates to even think about that. Well, you know, we don't know how to quite explain quantum mechanics either. That doesn't mean there isn't a scientific explanation to it. Sure. But uh, I want there to be something, but even their description of something didn't beat the joy that I have in my life. Heaven always doesn't, uh, heaven doesn't sound like a great place to me. It doesn't sound bad by any means. Don't get me wrong. It sounds, it sounds good. So you're saying it sounds sort of like purgatory to you. It sounds like you're waiting for your tires to get changed out. There's not much going on. You know, you got that weird smell around. Um, you're not put off by it. And it doesn't take too long. But it's just, you're just kind of there. That's how, that's how heaven is described. Because a lot of shit that I like, Dennis, I'm pretty sure won't be in heaven, to be fair. You think pinball's going to be in heaven? No, I don't think so. Is there electricity in heaven? I, based on uh, no, not to get into religion, and I don't think there's going to be anything. If I don't have a body, I can't dance. I can't sing. Surely there's singing in heaven. Uh, all these questions, I, I sit up late at night and have night terrors or, or panic attacks thinking about. Maybe I need to cut out the caffeine now that I'm thinking about it. Let's transition over to deals of the... What the fuck is this guy talking about? All right, a couple of them this week, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, we got a uh, we got a Guns N' Roses CE for sale on Pinside. You see this one, Dennis, from Leon, Leonard Leonardtown, Maryland. I did not because I'm not shopping for one. Uh, it's coming from the Great Trombino AP. 
Trombino AP, selling one, number 72, still in the box, okay, for $99,999. And they're firm. They're firm. No oboe? No oboe. You used to hmm. hate that. Now you've embraced it. I still do, but I just... No clarinet, no piccolo. You sounded so sad. No so there you go. oboe. Firm. $100,000. Now, they, uh, this is probably a bullshit joke just to get people to get bids, which is a pinside no-no. They're selling for 20000 or above right now. And they're scarce because nobody wants to list that they're getting one and they'll sell it because they're worried Jersey Jack's going to be like, all right, you don't get one then. Fear. It's powerful. Not going to do it. Another deal of the who in the world? Redneck Nation. Giddy up. Out in Port, Port St. Lucia, Florida. Redneck Nation. I think his neck is red. Just wonder. Okay, a fun house. Excellent condition. Home use only. No children, no smoking. I think he's tried to sell this before. Not a refurb. It's actually original in new condition. But it has chrome trim. That's not original. Looks like it came out of the box. Not with that trim, it didn't. They're the second owner. They purchased from pinballs.com from a private collection. It's part of a 26-game pinball collection. Newsflash. Nobody gives a shit how many games you got. Is that is that a flex? I feel like that was a 26-game flex. Hmm. 26-game flex salute. <laughs> okay, the, the son of a bitch is wanting $14,000 for a fun house. Well, it's chromed. Sell, sell, sell. Okay, so it's got uh, $15 worth of chrome. Nicely done. Got shitty pictures. Sure, from far away, it looks nice. Ever been to the club and seen that person that looks nice far away? Take them home, wake up the next day. Oh, fuck! Oh, Coyote Ugly reference. Oh, I let them do that to me? Oh. No. 14000 How about new scat? Ain't happening. Sell, sell, sell. I can tell you where you can take your $14,000. And your last deal of the holy twippy. So this is a Black Knight Sword of, Ra Sword of Rage topper, new in box, in Hellum, Pennsylvania, by Panther04. Brand new topper, Sword of Rage. They wanted to make sure that everybody knows it is the winner of the best topper award, Twippy, 2019. Um, and they even show a picture of the Twippy trophy. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. $2,500. No. Sell, sell, sell. No. Hmm. No. And here's the thing. As your elected topper king, I'm going to finally... Maybe it's not a white flag. It's a beige flag. I'm going to pull it. I'm waving the beige flag here. Guys, I, we're getting to the ceiling now. $2,500. I don't know. I, I like how you declared yourself an elected king, though. That was very democratic of you. Uh, have you not seen the votes? Have you not seen the ballots? <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen the votes, Dennis? Votes are great. We got screwed. They're there. Count them. Have the right people counting them. You see the boards on the windows? It's all a sham. Tw yeah, I was elected elected uh, Topper King. Two years running. Nobody's going to take my place either. Oh, so you're going for the three-peat. Going for the three-peat. I'm not going to push as hard as Canada pushes twippies. <laughs> but I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to. 
Now, I'm just saying, they might even get $2,500, listener. They may. They just may. <gasps> I know. As a gasp. They may. Yeah, a surprise. The Great Gatsby. <laughs> T-shirts in the works right now, ladies and gentlemen, for The Great Gatsby. But $2,500, this is more of a, I don't think it's the price is crazy, crazy, but we may be flirting with becoming crazy, crazy here. Remember that Casey and JoJo song? God, I can't sing it, Dennis. No. Thinking about you, baby. Maybe you can sing it next week. Uh, Podcasters, give me some songs. I can't stand not being able to sing to this wonderful listening audience. And that was your pimple! I give it like a 6 out of 10. It wasn't that great, was it? No. How about I do it? You know what? I'm going to close it out doing it my James Earl Jones. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, pinball market trends. Maybe you should do your Betty White voice. I can't do a Betty White. That is where you fail. Oh, well, she is getting old. Let's close down this show, Dennis. It was a great, uh, it was great chatting with you. I missed you. You're still not open to me visiting yet, but uh, no, soon enough. Can but we, that's okay. Can you at least tell me? Can we hang out this year at some point? I don't know what is happening this year, Zach. I'm very busy. That is the meanest thing that you just you just booted me from an entire year of appointments. I I may I may be having to wash my hair. I know. You're like, let me look at my... Nope, 2021's not looking great to hang out. <laughs> 2021's not <laughs> looking so good. What's, what's you got in 2023, Zach? Yeah. <sighs> it's fine. I'll show up. Or 2022. Even number years work better for me. You wonder why I cloned you. That's why. And I'm not talking about a show either. I want to like legit... What? Why? A show is the best time because it's no, it feels, two birds no. with one, one rock. Why are you throwing rocks at me? No, it's artificial. That feels like an artificial friendship artificial. hang. <laughs> this is a saccharine of... No, I, I need a dedicated hang. <sighs> Pure dedication. And, and you know what? Uh, I'm going to put a minimum limit. Uh, f- four hours. A four-hour friend hang. That's all. Oh, my God. That's long. No, it's not. It's a long time to talk someone didn't have anything to say i wouldn't say we we're gonna talk i thought we just hold one another play pinball split flipper or something i don't know i hate split flipper no, we're not gonna do that <laughs> let's do this that i hate oh i'd do it if you wanted to but god i hate split flipper where can people find you between now and 2022 well i'm usually over with eclectic gamers podcast at gmail.com or facebook.com slash eclectic gamers podcast that's the other far less popular podcast that i do fucking hang out with tony for four hours i haven't seen tony in months and he lives like 15 minutes away i don't care you should care you've hung out with him for more than four hours so tony and i have to discuss custody i'll take his ass back to court him him thinking that he has sole custody is not uh not working for me He's my boy. Damn, that's my boy. <laughs> you can catch us at the pinball network at gmail.com. And uh, you can also catch me at straight down the middle uh, video series on YouTube or email us over there at SDT and pinball at gmail.com. For God's sakes, for the love of everything sweet and salty, buy a pinball machine through flipping out pinball. Why not? Give me a good reason. Why not? Cause they're now $500 more uh, the, across the board. It's not a flipping out. Across thing. the board that maybe they care about. We'll support you. 
We're not going to mass email. Well, will, will, you, will <laughs> you take care of all my cables that are too short needs? I would have, too. Oh, I would have. And the machine showcase this week is a Led Zeppelin Pro. Back in stock. Just, oh. just got some more back in stock. So gobble them up. Or as Nate Shivers would sip them up. It's a call back to the pod. Does he Has do he done that? a sip episode about Does Led Zeppelin? do that podcast? I don't know if he does or not. I don't know. I'm not a stern insider. I'm a stern outsider, so I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, how would you guys like to hear Nate Shivers on the pinball show? That might be a good co-host to try to get. I would put $100 says not only would he not come on this show, but he wouldn't return my message. <laughs> I can almost bet. We're going to reach out to nasty Nate Shivers. No, no, Nate, Nate's pretty friendly. He, I think he'd respond. Uh, I don't know that he'd come on. He's probably really busy. I think he travels a lot for his job. I don't know that's changed up with COVID. Led Zeppelin premiums are coming the first week of February. So if you're wanting one of those, I think literally like maybe the first week of February. So get your pre-order in. And what's beautiful with flipping out pinball, ladies and gentlemen, for pre-orders, people are like, how much of a deposit you want? You know what I tell them, Dennis? Zero. Zero. Yeah, I don't take deposits on pros or premiums. Here's how I work. We're good old mom and pop. We have integrity, transparency, honesty. We do a virtual handshake because we can't anymore. Uh, so we do a virtual handshake and I get you in line for one. And when it's a couple of weeks from shipment, I give you a heads up and say, hey, it's ready to pay for it. It's getting ready to ship. Easy peasy. Or I kick you off of the list and tell you that you have to rebuy at a new higher price if you want something. <sighs> Touche, my friend. Touche. Avengers premiums coming in February as well, so get your pre-order in on that. Ladies and gentlemen, any more, don't expect stuff to just be in stock. It's, that's not just a <gasps> flipping out thing. That's going to be probably a, a nationwide or a worldwide dealer thing. It's no. just inventory is going fast, fast, fast right now. And there's going to be a lot of... That's why you got to find a dealer like us at Flipping Out Pinball. You don't have to put any money down. Batman 66 Premium is in stock. i got one of those left. I've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Premiums in stock. You can still pre-order for an alien. One Hot Wheels right now still in stock. Willy Wonka CEs, few left. They're going quick. And MMR Accessories, Avengers Side Art. How in the hell is Jurassic Park Armor still in stock at Flipping Out? No clue. No clue. Stuff's going to be gone. You're never going to be able to get it again. TPN last week, what happened last week? Well, we did have a final round pinball podcast. Had me in stitches. That was hilarious shit. Well, they often are. That's kind of their thing. It is their thing. I don't know. Unlike this show. Last week was just exceptionally funny. Teolis talking about his mom giving out pleasures to people during COVID. I mean, come on. You got to tune in for that. And we've got, I think, next week, the reach arounds. Oh. Mm, Yeah, those are coming up. Oh, the reach arounds. This week they had on the Loser Kid Pinball Podcasters for a chat. That was nice to hear. Pinball Show Midweek Edition brought back special guest host Joel Engelberth for part two of that part series. Part two. I was going to title it part two, but no. now, part two is a reference that uh, probably no one will get. But if they do, write in to the pinball network at gmail.com and say what my part two line is for. I'll give you a hint. It's from a very famous YouTube video. Oh, wow. That's all I will, that's all I will say. That would be deep if somebody knew that one. It is because it's, fa- it's you know famous in YouTube. You could consider YouTube a lot lore. of things with millions of views as famous. So, Is it super nerdy like you? Yes. Then you'll probably get a couple people. Just another pinball podcast chatted with Marv Loco. Do we call him? Yeah, Marv? I heard that Travis episode. Travis Murray, uh, he's from a pinball podcast as well. 
Mm-hmm. They discussed the development of a competition-focused player because Joel feels like he's kind of turning mm-hmm. on us. From from hearing that, Zach, do you feel you're now a competition-focused player? I am most certainly not. And if I'm going to be honest with you listeners, listening to that episode did, did similarly to what I get when I listen to really deep streams or reveal videos when Dwight's dying. It's just right over my head. I don't even allow it in. Doesn't doesn't work for me. I don't even know how to play chess. Are you a chess player, Dennis? I haven't played in a while. Chess intrigues me, but I think it's more of that that I won't like. My son tried to teach me once. I was like, I, I don't know. No. I'm amazed that you grew up without learning how to play it. I've not once ever. I don't know one single rule of chess. Hmm. But I play it socially all the time. No, you think you do, but you're playing checkers. Trust me. <laughs> it's IQ 200 stuff here, guys. This week at TPN, I don't know if we'll have anything besides the main the main voyage of the pinball show here. Mm, I do have a super special pinball show exclusive. <gasps> I was supposed to say it in a whisper. So what? That's right. Yes, I was in communications with Mr. David Dennis. And before the end of this month, there will be another Silverball Chronicles. Ooh. Did he tell you the topic? Not only that, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's my understanding is that the Dwight Sullivan will be on for the episode. Oh, Dwight's my hero. I wonder. What yeah, except you just tune him out. Is what you just said. They're gonna be talking about Lyman Sheets career or something. What, what's gonna go on? The only thing I do know that I can add in addition is that David did confirm they are not naming the episode "Blinded by Dwight." <laughs> well, um. They can't because that's trademarked. <laughs> I gave him a lot of suggestions, winning suggestions on what the topics could be. I guess he didn't take me up on any of those. Hmm. Well, I guess that's why it's his show and not yours. Dennis, I remember David Dennis reached out to our Pinside thread, TPN, and asked some good topics for the future. And the ones I listed, pretty sure they're all gold, but I'm going to run them by you. You give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Ready? The pinball biography of Keith Elwin. Um, okay, maybe. Okay, middle thumbs. Just well, it's just because I think I mean, there's enough there. There is enough there. It's just it's like a it's like a three part. Like, mm. It's not all consistent. Like, there's the operator series? thing. There's the player thing, and there's the designer. Exactly. Uh huh. Okay. Next one. J pop. Where did it all go wrong? That would be interesting. Ah, thumbs up there. The Lost Pinball Machines, from Total Recall to the Crocodile Hunter. And that's a thumbs up. Come on. I, I, I don't think it's very interesting, but okay. some people might. The Truth Behind Pinball 2000 and the Demise of Bally Williams. Yeah, I could see that, except it's been covered a lot already. But it's very Chronicles-y. It is, no, thematically, it makes sense. It's just, I like, everyone, it's, this is a stereotype, but everyone knows about the end of Williams, so it's, uh, yeah, but they it can, seems like it's low-hanging fruit. Eh, hadn't been done well. Left on the cutting room floor, the mechs that didn't make it to production. That would be interesting. Sega Pinball, what worked and what didn't? You could just do, se- yeah, Sega in general, yeah. I, th- I bet they'll do that one at some point. Mm-hmm. High Noon, the untold story of Cactus Canyon. No, oh, there's, not a, just there, that, not, there's a lot no, there. No, not just one game, no. There's a lot no. there, though. That's the end. That was no. the end of what we know no. as the traditional Bally Williams. The sure. No-name no designers. 
Given the average length of the Silverball Chronicles, that's way too much on one pen. I think they could do an episode on it. Well, no, if you go down that route, you're going to do it forever. Like, who knows what lurks in the evil hearts of the pinball, the shadow. Yes. I would just do one on the shadow. You know, it's like. I would listen. New information. Steve Ritchie, Fade to Black, The Late Years. And they're going to. Oh, surely they're going to do that one eventually. Pinball's Visionary, The George Gomez Story. Oh, I'd love that one. Okay. Yeah. And The Evolution of Pinball Code and Rules. That's dangerous. Yeah, it'd be interesting, but you got to make sure it doesn't get too wonky. I liked Wonka rules. Thank you. If you're looking for golden ideas that will make you millions, contact us at the pinball network at gmail.com. I'll help a fella or Philly out. Is it Philly? Is that the female uh, verbiage for fella? Philly? If you have an idea for a podcast and you want to try it out, let us know. We always put you on uh, off the record and air your podcast and you can share we'll share what feedback we get on it and the guys and gals can decide if you want to move on and do some do a show ladies and gentlemen until next week for dennis creasel i'm zach Minnie. always remember to keep your watercolors bright and vibrant and picasso-y <laughs> always practice safe pinball and just because betty white makes me horny don't judge up so long everybody poor betty white She's an attractive woman, I'm telling you. Especially back in the days. Oh, she looks the fucking same. She looks just the same. It's crazy. She looks the same. She's more wrinkly and she's got like that, that glare in her eye that she's kind of lost some mentality. But she's still witty. She's still there. Man, fucking Betty White.